On today's episode, we conclude our study of the book of Revelation with Revelation chapter 22, Eternity, here on the Last Things Podcast. look at verse 13 let's look at verse 13 this is what it says i am the alpha and the omega the first and the last the beginning and the end Ooh, i told you oh we're here oh we here oh man i couldn't wait to get to this oh i couldn't wait to get to this this one was this is good this is gonna be good so i'm about to offend some of y'all okay I love you, but I'm about to offend you, okay? If you look at your Bible, what's the first thing you notice about this scripture? Because I have my Bible sitting next to me. What do we notice about it? It's written in red. So what does that mean? This is Jesus talking. Look at what Jesus is saying. He's, he's describing himself. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Why is that so important? Remember how I told you earlier I was going to come back to Revelation 21? We're here. This is why I'm coming back to Revelation 21. I want you to go to Revelation. I want you to look at verse 5 of Revelation 21. And the one sitting on the throne. For, for, wait, before I read it. You notice how Revelation uh, 22 and 13 is written in red? What, what I'm about to read, it's not written in red. Revelation 21, verse 5, from what I'm about to read to you, it's not written in red. This is God himself speaking. Let's read it. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making all things new. And he said, he said to me, Write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end to all of, to all who are thirsty. I will give the springs of the water of life without charge. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings and I will be their God and they will be my children. Let's just stop right there. Do you see that? Revelation 21 verse 5, God is speaking and he says what? I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Why is that important? 
a lot of the first thing that people I think Muslims will say, show us in scripture what Jesus says he is God. Revelation chapter 22, verse 13, he's telling you he is God. How? Because he's putting himself on the same level as God. God said, I am Alpha and I am Omega, the beginning and the end. And here Jesus is saying the exact same thing that God said in Revelation 21. Jesus is saying it in Revelation 22, verse 13 about himself. Jesus is telling you he is God. Oh, I told you I was going to offend somebody today. <laughs> I told you I was going to offend somebody today because that's what people will say. Where does it say Jesus is God? Right here. Jesus puts himself on the same level as God. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why it is so hard for a lot of people to understand. Yes, Jesus is God. That's why he said, when you see the father, you see me. When you see me, you see the father. Oh, I don't know why it's so hard for y'all to understand that. Why? I don't know. This is a very big topic and I'm not understanding why this is such so hard to understand now. The old people didn't have no problem understanding this. This goes back to what I said. We have all this information. We have all this information, but yet and still, we still don't know how to apply it. We question everything now instead of taking it as true from the source. If God is telling you something, if Jesus is telling you something, you bank on it to be true. Bank on it to be true. There is nothing to discuss afterwards. But for some reason, we want to question everything and we should not be doing that. Just, oh, my God. But I wanted to bring that up because I said, oh, this is when I was studying over this. I said, oh, I've got to write. that. Oh, I got to talk about this. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But anyway, let's keep going. OK. Verse 14, blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. What does it mean? Wash their robes. That means their robes are drenched with what? The blood of Christ. Meaning when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is a salvation call. He's saying blessed are those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. What does he say? They'll be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and they will be and they'll be able to eat the fruit from the tree of life. It goes back to what I said. Even after everything, when the new heaven and new earth appear, we'll still be able to eat. I just I just want to bring that up. I don't know why I'm talking about it, but I'm just you. I'm just bringing that up about being able to eat even after after the new heaven and the new earth has been established. OK. Now, let's look at verse 15. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexual immoral, the murderers, the idol worshipers, and all who love to live a lie. All of the evil is outside, outside the city, literally outside of New Jerusalem. How is it outside of New Jerusalem? Because remember, the lake of fire is around. And what is happening? Everyone who's thrown into the lake of fire is what burning for all eternity. You'll be so in my opinion, 
you'll be able to see those who are living in New I believe if you're living inside of, if you're living inside of New Jerusalem and if you're living on the new earth, I think you'll be able to see the lake of fire. I think you'll be able to see it and you'll be able to see all of them burning for all eternity. That's where all the dogs are. There were, uh, what, is, what does the Bible say? A dog who, a person who returns to the, a person who goes, man, how's it say? A person who goes back is like a dog who returns to their vomit. Meaning you, you go back. That's why he's saying the dog, all the outside the city are the dogs. The ones who've gone back living that, living an evil lifestyle, living the things that are contrary, that are against the will of God. He calls them dogs. And the Bible says, if you go back to your vomit, you just like a, you. that's how you are. You go back to if you are saved and you go back to you, you, you've come out of darkness into the light and you turn around, and go back into darkness. That's how you're viewed as. And the Bible says that Jesus talked about it in one of the scriptures where he said, when a person comes out of darkness into the light, all the spirits, all the demonic spirits leave that person. But what has to happen is something has to be on the inside of that person. If there is nothing on the inside, at some point, that spirit that left that person is going to come back. He said it's guaranteed there, that spirit is going to come back. And if there's nothing on the inside of that person to make sure there's no room for a demonic spirit to come, that one spirit is going to come back and other spirits are going to come back and they're going to be in worse shape than what they were in. That's why you see, that's why I, I heard my pastor say this relapse is normal for a person who, who's, who's trying to get, who's trying to break free from an addiction. It's normal. It's going to happen. And that's what happens when a person comes out of darkness, the Holy spirit has to be on the inside of that person. When the Holy Spirit is in that person, they feed their spirit, they, they're reading their word, they're praying, they're fasting, they're in a church. When they're doing the things, living a godly life, there's no room for, for that spirit to come back. But if you have someone who's new to the faith and they're not living the life that they should be living, the demonic spirit that was cast out of them when they accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior is going to come back. And not only when the, and not only they not only that spirit come back, that spirit invites other spirits to come back. And that person is in worse shape. That person's in worse shape. I don't know why I'm talking about a lot of stuff that I didn't write my notes today. I hope that I hope what I'm saying is blessing somebody because apparently somebody needs to hear this because I'm I don't know where I'm going with a lot of this stuff. But anyway, that's what happens when a person comes into the faith. That's why the Bible calls them dogs. If you go back to your vomit, if you go back to what you were doing before, that's why the Bible calls you like, no, you, you like a dog going back to your vomit. OK. Now, let's look at verse 16. I, Jesus, now this is Christ talking, have sent my angel to give you this message to the church for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright and morning star. Remember how I talked about in Luke? Excuse me, where, where I talked about in Luke, I think it's in Luke, where Jesus said, where uh, Gabriel gave his message to Mary and he told her he will sit on the throne of David. But like I said, 
Jesus does not sit on David's throne right now, but he will sit on David's throne and rule from there. Okay. And now when we talk about where it says here, it says, I am the source, I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. King James says the root of David. That is that's in correlation to a scripture in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 through 16, where he talks about him, where it talks about how G, how someone will come from the root of David. Okay. Now, um, if you look at Matthew, it says he's both the heir, he's both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I want you to look at something in Matthew chapter one. That's the genealogy of Jesus. Now, Matthew chapter 21. Now, if you we got two different genealogies, Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter one and Luke chapter three. They both have a genealogy of Christ, but they're different. Matthew's account of the genealogy talks about how Jesus is related to David. Luke's account of the genealogy of Jesus talks about how Jesus is the son of man. Two different accounts. One shows how Jesus is the root of David. Matthew, it says the root of David. It talks about how Jesus is related to David. It shows everybody from the father of faith, Abraham, on down to me, on down to Christ. But however, Luke's account in Luke chapter three shows Jesus how he is the son of man. It starts from Christ and goes all the way down to Adam. Two different accounts. OK, I want you guys to really uh, I just I put that in my notes to make sure that you you could see that that there's two different accounts. OK. All right. Now, let's keep going. We are at verse 17. And then I'm sorry. And then I'm sorry. We're talked about where Jesus say I'm the bright morning star that comes from Malachi chapter four, verse two. And remember, he told one of the seven churches as well. I don't have it. I didn't have it written my notes. He told them, I am the bright and morning star. And here Jesus is telling them again, I am the bright and morning star. I am the bright morning star. OK, let's look at let's keep going. Verse 17. Look what it says. The spirit and the bride. Who's the spirit? The Holy Spirit and the bride. They both say, come. Let anyone who hears this say, come, let anyone who is thirsty, come, let anyone who desires drink freely from the water, who desires drink freely from the water of life. Do you see this? This is another call. This is to me. This is the final call for salvation. He said, anyone who hears this say, come. Let anyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. What's the water of life? The Holy Spirit. The spirit and the bride are saying anybody who wants this living water can come and drink freely of this living water. There's a uh, there's a televangelist that you that was coming on at night. Man, I can't think of his name. Oh, Peter Popo, I think that's his name, Pop off Popo. But he he used to come on late. At, he was coming on late at night. Um, and he has this thing called Miracle Spring Water, 
where he says, you take this miracle spring water and everything will change within a matter of with everything in your life will change. And he's charging for it. It costs um, certain. I don't I can't remember how much it costs. And and then he's going to these conferences where people are talking about, I bought this and it just changed my life. My finances grew and I was out. My finances just out. Next thing you know, I started getting money from here. I got money from there and everything else. My question was, well, if there's a if there's a miracle, if there's a spring water that can do that, why is it you are the only one that has access to it? And why hasn't anybody else heard about this water? And then why are you charging people for it too? But here, the Holy Spirit and the bride is saying, this water, this water, you can have it freely, as much of it as you want. No charge-offs, no nothing. He said, you can drink freely of it whenever you want. And, and you'll never thirst again. And it's no charge. Man, just amazing. In verse 18, in, in verse 18, now this part is not written in red. So this is John. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of this prophecy written in his book. If anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. Again, we're talking about Revelation itself, not the entire Bible, not what we know as the Bible. We're talking about Revelation. John is writing this book, Revelation. He said, if anybody adds anything to this prophecy, to it, he said, God will add the plagues described in this book. What are those plagues? You go back to the plagues in the seven bowls. Revelation chapter 15, verse 16, those plagues is what God is, is what John is talking about. He said, anybody who, anybody who, um, anybody who adds words to this, adds anything to it, God's going to add that. And then verse 19, anyone who removes anything from this prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described and in the holy city, city, I'm sorry, that are described in this book. So if you take so if you add something, God adds something to you. If you take out something, God takes something from you. You see that? This is why this is why I go back and say this is the most important book. Not only is it not only is this book have a blessing attached to it, but it also has a curse attached to it too. It has a curse if you add something to it and if you take something from it. This is why the book of Revelation is nothing to play with. But this is also why a lot of people don't touch it. But you have nothing to fear. Why? Because as long as you don't take nothing from it and as long as you ain't add nothing to it and as long as you are reading it and obeying what it says, keeping the keeping the words of the prophecy close to your heart, you have nothing to fear. In fact, not only do you have nothing to fear, God say, I've got a blessing for you. That's why I say Revelation is the most important book out of out of what we know as the Bible. It's the most important one. It's the most important one. Now, look at verse 20. He who who is the faithful witness to all these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Jesus is telling you for the last time. I'm coming soon. Jesus is telling us. <laughs> 
And look at what John said. He is the faithful witness to all these things. Jesus, Jesus is the witness. He's seeing all of this. And what is he saying? Yes, I am coming soon. And look at what John says. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. John is saying amen as if that's the conclusion. Yes, Lord. And what does he tell him? Come, Lord Jesus. In verse 21, may the grace of our Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. I looked up the word grace and this is what grace means. Let me, um, let me pull up on my laptop. This is what it says. An unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. That perfectly describes what Christ did for us. His assistance to regenerate his for our regeneration or sanctification, his assistance for our sanctification. So if you read Revelation 22, may the grace of our Lord Jesus. Look at this. May the unmerited divine assistance given may the un, unmerited divine assistance. Of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. That's the definition of grace, his unmerited divine assistance of the Lord Jesus, meaning he is our ever present help in a time of trouble. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, my God. Oh, man. What are you doing tonight, Lord? He say, I'm I'm not I'm going to always be there. Jesus say he, he's going to always be there. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. Amen. And guys, and with that being said, that is it. We have spent over a year. Uh, studying the book of Revelation and we are here at the conclusion of it all. Amen, guys. It has been a wonderful, a wonderful journey detailing the book of Revelation from Revelation chapter one, verse one, all the way to Revelation chapter 22, verse 21. Amen. And this is and this is a perfect segue into our call for uh, salvation. Do you see what Jesus is saying? He said, I'm coming soon and my reward is coming with me to repay everybody according to their deeds. He has spent so much time saying, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. He's saying, I'm coming soon. I have been saying it. And he said, I'm going to. And what did the angel say? Pretty much. I'm paraphrasing what he said. If you live in evil, keep doing evil. If you live in righteous, keep living righteous. But know this, Jesus is coming. And he said, I've got a reward when I come to repay everybody. Everybody's got a reward. The question is, what kind of reward are you going to get? Are you going to get a good reward or are you going to get an evil reward? That is the thing. That's the thing. Man, God loves us, man. God loves us. Why I'm saying that? Because first of all, he sent his only son to die for us so that we could be saved without his shed the blood, but without what Christ did for us, we can't, we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. If it had not been for what Jesus, for what God did, 
we would not be able to just like what he said. He said, if you drink, if you desire, he said, if you desire more of me, come. If you want more of me, come. And he said, you can have as much of me as you want. I'll never turn you away. A lot, like I said, a lot of troubles that you are having, guys. God said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. God says, I am. There isn't whatever you need God to be. He said, I am. Whatever you need him to be, you need him to be a healer. God said, I am a healer. If you want to be delivered, God said, I am a deliverer. If you want to be resurrected to eternal life, if you want to, if you want to know Jesus, if you want to be resurrected, Jesus said, I am. What did he tell that lady at the well? He said, I am the resurrection. Whatever you need of God to be, God says, I am. The Bible says, is there nothing too hard for him? The trouble that you have in your life right now. Remember how I talked about it. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Whatever trouble you having. It could be all the, de the the demonic attacks, the nightmares that you might have while you sleep. God is that Jesus is the answer. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. He is the answer. And he's telling you tonight, come to me. Bring all your cares, all your burdens, all your concerns, everything that is weighing you down. Come to me. What did he tell you? Take my yoke upon you because my yoke is easy and the burden I give you is light. The yoke is what they is the bit that the horse bites on so that the rider can lead the horse. He's saying, put this in. He's saying, take my yoke. Let me lead you. Because it's easy. And the bird and the and, and this and this burden that I'll give you to carry, it's going to be light. He's saying, whatever you got going on now, it's weighing you down. Absolutely, it is. It's weighing you down. He said, let me give you a burden. Give me what's 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 weighing you down in your life. And let me give you this one. It's still a burden. But guess what? This burden is light. You'll be able to handle it. Bring all your cares and concern to God. Bring them and lay them all at Christ's feet. And I promise. And I promise. It may not be over by tomorrow morning, but I promise you it's going to be over because God said, I am Alpha and I am Omega. He said, I'm the Omega. I will bring an end to your problems. Amen. He's calling you tonight. Come to me. Come to me. So when I come, so he's saying my reward, I'm coming with me. My reward is coming with me. He said, when I come. I want to be able to give you a good reward when I come. Come to me and let me teach you my ways. So when I come, not only will I have a good reward, but guess what? You will be you will have access to New Jerusalem. You will be able to walk into New Jerusalem. You will be able to eat from the tree of life. That's what he's asking for, guys. That's what he wants. He's trying to give you everything. All you got to do is accept him saying, let me in. He stand at the door knocking. Knocking at the door of your heart. While, 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 this, while, while you have time. Answer the door. 
and let him into your heart while you have time. Amen. So this is what I want you to do with me, guys. Just bow your heads and close your eyes and just pray the simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a savior. I ask you, Lord, to come into my heart, make me and shape me, mold me into the person who you've called me to be. I lay my life down for you. My life is now in your hands. Lead me and guide me in your precious way. In your darling son name, in your darling son name of Jesus Christ, I pray and I thank you, Father. Amen. Guys, we're going to believe that if you pray this simple prayer, you have now transferred over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And we believe that your name is now written in the Lamb's book of life, meaning you now have access to New Jerusalem. You now will be able to eat freely from the tree of life. And if the rapture take and when the rapture takes place, he will be taking you with him. To live with him for all eternity. Amen. Amen. Welcome home, my brother. Welcome home, my sister. Now I will say this. Pray and ask God to send you to a good Bible-based church. Amen. Because everything that says church is not church. As we have seen with the seven churches, he gave each church a different response. And out of all seven, only two of them got good reports. So everything that says church now is not church. So pray and ask God to lead you to where he wants you to go. And he will do just that. Amen. Amen. Guys, it has been a wonderful journey that we have taken together going through the entire book of Revelation. And we are finally here at the end. We have done it, guys. We have gone through the entire book of Revelation. Man, it's been a wonderful journey, guys. It's been wonderful, wonderful going through that book. Listen, um, this is what I want to do next week. Jesus said, I'm coming soon. Remember what he said in, in uh, Revelation 22 and 12? He said, I'm coming soon, right? And he said it again in Revelation 22, verse 20. He said it again, I'm coming soon. So a lot of, so we keep hearing that where he said he's coming soon. And a lot, of, a lot of people say, well, why hasn't he come yet? Because there are certain things that must take place before he comes. So this is what I want to do next week. I'm going to give you seven things. I'm going to try to give you se I'm going I'm to um, give you seven things that have to take place before Jesus returns. We already know about I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to put the rapture in there and uh, I'm not going to put the rapture in. OK. I'm not going to put the rapture in and I'm not going to um, I'm not going to put the rapture in and I'm not going to put in the abomination of desolation. But I'm going to find I'm going to pull up. I'm going to give you seven reasons as to why Jesus has not returned. I'm going to give you seven things that must take place before Jesus returns. OK, so I'm going to give you seven reasons, seven events, seven things that must happen before Jesus can return. Amen. Amen. And then after that, guys, you know what that means? We are going to start our study in the book of Daniel, man. We we're just as we've done with Revelation, we went through chapter by chapter. We're going to do the same thing with the book of Daniel. We're not going to skip. Oh, we OK. We read chapter one. Let's go to chapter three. Let's go to chapter five. No, we're not going to do that. 
we're going to study the entire book of Daniel. Amen. And then after Daniel, you know where we're going to go? It's going to be a toss up. It's either going to be Isaiah or Ezekiel. I'm leaning more towards Ezekiel, but I'll let you guys decide. You guys tell me what you think. Would you rather after we finish Daniel, would you rather go to Ezekiel or would you rather go to Isaiah? If you have Facebook, the Last Things Podcast, we do have a Facebook page. So if anybody wants to leave a comment, a concern or a question over any of the lessons, find me there. Go to Facebook, type in the Last Things Podcast and you'll see the blue logo and um, add on and you can leave me a message there directly and I will do my best to respond to you guys as quickly as I can. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, as I always say, pray the Lord's Prayer before you walk out of your door in the morning. You and your family, pray the Lord's Prayer and pray the armor of God's prayer to protect you and your family from the wiles and the deception and the tricks that the devil will throw at you on it and the temptations that the devil will throw at you on your day and on a on a daily basis. Amen. And as I said, for some reason, I talked about that for any of you guys who have a hard time sleeping at night. Play the word, play the play, the Bible, play the word of God. Let it play as you sleep, as you sleep through the night. Let it play because the enemy because darkness cannot consume where light is where light is. Darkness cannot be play the word of God. And I promise you, you're going to have a good, nice rest. I don't know why I'm talking about that, but I'm praying. But whoever needs it, because I'm talking about it. So whoever needs it, hey, do that thing, man. And I promise you'll have the best night's sleep that you've ever had in a long time. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. You guys have a blessed week. Please be safe out there. Remember, as I said, recite the Lord's Prayer with your family. Armor of God, prayer for you. Walk out the door. I love you guys. I see you here next week with another episode of the Last Things Podcast, where we are on a journey to truth. Love you guys. Be blessed.